This episode is brought to you by my online masterclass for singers in which you can work in a 12-week intensive course with a small group of singers from all over the world, from all levels. It actually cross-pollinates really greatly. If you work with singers from different levels, you also get to troubleshoot whatever the other singers are struggling with. You also get to identify your own strengths and weaknesses and which direction you want to go or you need to go as a singer in order to feel that you really find your own voice. You also get one-on-one -on -one session and every week we will meet for 12 weeks with a group. So if you want to find out more, jump over to my website, fryasingingtips.com, always with a hyphen, slash masterclass. Okay, let's get started with the episode. This is episode 47, and today I want to talk all about vibrato. Let's get started. Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Vocal vibrato seems to be a mystery to a lot of singers. Either you don't have it and you're struggling to even find it, or you have it and you don't know how to control it. What is it good for? Why do you use it? And how do you use it? And how can it make or break a song? How do you use it for style? And what does it do for your voice? Find out in this episode, which I recorded live last week on my live stream that I aired on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook. Here we go. Vibrato. I've been talking about that a lot with my students in studio, with a master class. And of course, I've been dealing with it all my life. And I guess over the years, I've developed an ear for vibrato. And the first thing I would suggest you do in the quest of finding the perfect vibrato is actually to start listening differently and to start listening to your favorite singers. What is it that makes them their favorite singers? And chances are the vibrato is not an irrelevant part. It is actually quite an important part. For me, when I was a child already, I never loved singers who had this huge wobbly vibrato. It was not pretty to me. It was artificial and it sounded overdone and like they were overachieving and trying too hard to put on something that they're not. So I never liked that. <laughs> and uh, somebody just actually commented earlier in my Facebook group just now that, okay, I have my favorite artist, but actually I just realized I didn't, I don't like her vibrato. So let's talk about vibrato just a little bit. Maybe you probably notice some singers that you like or you don't like when you listen to vibrato. And maybe you have vibrato, maybe you don't have vibrato. Now there's a lot of vocal teachers who actually teach vibrato in a very technical way. Mm, I guess there are several ways you can approach it. For me, the best approach in order to actually achieve a natural vibrato, which means it is the vibrato that is naturally in your voice that is going to actually help you and that's not sound that artificial like that wobbly sound there. You're going to achieve that more by actually listening and imitating and trying things out and finding it little by little than trying to go about it in a very technical way. 
the small subtle changes in pitch are so small that I wouldn't really approach it that way. I wouldn't go yeah. It gets really stiff and it it's too much. It is so much smaller. Also, it is not really a change in support like it's not an accentuation. Some people teach it that way to where you go yeah, that's definitely not the way to go because you're going to have this really weird wobbling sound there. You don't want to have that. What I've noticed really works well, but it is a long endeavor if you have no vibrato to find it, is to actually listen to a lot of singers and then try something out in your voice by just trying to hold a pitch very straight. And while you're holding it, try to let some vibrato come in like so try not a high pitch and not a very low pitch kind of a mid-voiced pitch that is very comfortable in your voice that's not too loud and not too soft and even if you just notice the slightest bit of vibrato which is this wave that actually just goes through your tone then that's already awesome. Build on that. If it doesn't come immediately, that's totally fine. It may take quite a while. It may take some time for you to actually find anything in your voice. But I'd rather you take a lot of time and find a natural vibrato than to have a very quick result and the vibrato is not natural and it's going to be hard for you and it's going to be too wobbly, too wide and not very controllable to you. Now, vibrato usually comes naturally if you have a good placement of your tone. So if it is well supported and if it is not too tense, not too tight, not too narrow, usually vibrato starts uh, creeping in. And a lot of singers have it naturally I never actually had to look for it just because it was it came to me easily. I listened to a lot of singers from a young age and I noticed what they were doing and I was just imitating. So I guess for kids it's very easy if they hear it, they start imitating whatever they hear and that's really easy to do then. As an older person, if you do not have vibrato yet, it may take you a t quite some time, but I have I have students it may have taken them a year to really find it into where it's obvious, but ever so slightly we found it and built on that. So don't be discouraged. Now, on the other hand, there are those singers who have a lot of vibrato. Now, that may also be a problem because you want to be able to control it and to put it into your song and to also take it away whenever you need to because taking the vibrato away is just as important you need straight tone singing you don't need to have a vibrato all the time now of course also depending on the genre and the style that you're singing the rules for vibrato change slightly so there's a lot of genres where you have a lot of straight tone singing and there's a lot of genres where it's totally okay to do more vibrato. Like sometimes in some rock songs and some rock singers' voices, there's a lot of vibrato, especially if you like go up there and your head voice, yeah, it may be something like that. And then it's okay to have more vibrato. Now, on the other hand, if you're singing this musical theater show and you have this very long end note for like eight measures, you don't want to go eight measures off. Yeah. 
like you have nowhere to go. It just sits there and it starts like getting annoying. So what you want to do with that is like the straight tone creates tension and the vibrato releases that tension. So work with that. So if you have that long tone at the end, start it straight and then put the vibrato in whenever there's the release time. So in your instrumentation, in your accompaniment, you will notice there's dissonance and consonance. So whenever you come toward the end and it comes to that release, that final release, then it's time to put in the vibrato. So it would more be like... Something like that if you have a long tone. So straight, 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 straight. Ah, vibrato release. And also with a lot of pop songs, if you have really good support and you have a lot of ad-libbing and stuff going on, it really is helpful to have a nice tight vibrato in order to to have more accuracy. Because if you're singing straight, it's really hard. Think of it like that. It's like your tone is the average of whatever is happening. So whenever you're doing a straight tone, you got nothing to work with. It's just that frequency that you're hitting, that's it. And it's a lot more dangerous to be a little bit slightly off pitch. However, if you have a vibrato and you think of it as a wave, you know, it goes a little above pitch, a little below pitch, a little above, a little below, and then that average of that, it's so much easier to have that very perfect average. So, yeah, if I'm slightly off, yeah, like so, it sounds really off. But if I'm putting in a vibrato, it's a lot easier. It's like, So I could sing with vibrato and I can have the average of the tone. I put in a lot of vibrato on purpose. But as you heard, it's very useful to have straight tones. And that's an issue that a lot of singers have that have a lot of vibrato. You may want to really work on controlling it to have more moments of straight tone singing. Um, We were talking today about Hello by Adele. So the Hello, if you're singing low and you have these actually quite relaxed passages, I mean vocally where you're not singing very loud and high, it's really good to calm your vibrato. So instead of going Hello... Can you hear me? I was wondering if after... See, it gets really wobbly when you do too much vibrato. So I would basically do mainly straight tone on that. Hello, can you hear me? I was wondering if after all these years you liked me to go over... See, only on those longer tones I'm putting the tiniest bit of vibrato in but for the rest of it I'm keeping it relaxed so it is a lot more natural because I'm telling a story here it's not about singing it all out and huge it's about small very subtle details here so it fits a lot better to not have too much vibrato also you're gonna be so much cleaner and clearer in whatever you want to convey and let's go to that chorus actually hello from the So see how I did that one tone straight and then I put on a vibrato. If I put on a vibrato too much, hello from the outside. Sounds totally different. Hello from the outside. It has this tension and release, tension and release. So that's only one of the 
songs that I took as an example. Now let's talk about some singers. Um, for example, Leona Lewis. When you notice her, she has this pretty slow vibrato when she is singing lower. Now what's the song? Um, I can't think of the song right now. But whenever she sings lower, she has quite a slow vibrato, which but on the other hand is not wide. So it is still not too wobbly. So you can get away with I'm singing now, it is slow vibrato. So you could still get away with it. It's her natural vibrato there. So don't try to imitate someone else's vibrato. You can just for practicing purposes, but I wouldn't really try to imitate. Yeah, bleeding love. That's another one. I keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding love. See how on the top note, on that light, heady voice, there's no vibrato. It's short. So you wouldn't go, I keep bleeding, keep. See, oh, it gets too wobbly and it's not clean anymore. So you want to really think about how you utilize your vibrato. It can, I made a video about this once on my YouTube channel, how a vibrato can make or break a song. You can really break a song with really doing the vibrato all wrong for that song. Um, Let's see. Barbara Streisand is a is another example of a singer who knows perfectly how to utilize vibrato. She sings a lot of straight tones, but it is so clear. It's crystal clear. It's very clean. It's very accurate. She has this very nice technique, well-supported, open spaces, very, very nice tone, nicely placed. And then she sings a lot of straight tones, if you listen to Barbara Streisand. And then she places that vibrato just at the right places to have that tension release, tension and release, to make it go somewhere. Also with a vibrato, it's like, you heard me talk about phrasing. With a phrasing, it's like you always want to go somewhere. Music never sits there or your melody line never sits there. It has a direction. It wants to go forward. It has some goal. It has an aim. It has a, a finish line where you want to go to, where you want to arrive. So even there, your vibrato really shows where you want to go because your vibrato gets faster or slower. So if you go like, I want to go and I'm not finished in my singing line. See how your vibrato really gives clues to the listener to, to where it's going. Whenever you're straight, there's tension. That means that's not a release point yet. And whenever you put on that vibrato, it has it has this other quality of, okay, it's it's more relaxed now. So... Really start listening to vibrato and how other singers utilize it. And uh, it'll give you a lot of clues. So for me, it was always like, it came to me quite naturally, maybe because I have been listening to a lot of singers in my life. And from a young age, my parents were both musicians. My dad was a professional singer. And I heard a lot of opera singers too. I started, I don't know, it started, I noticed things early on in life. I noticed what I loved and how that sounded and I noticed what I didn't love and what that sounded like and so whatever I did in my singing I avoided those things that I didn't love and I imitated more of what I actually loved in the sounds of singers that is just a few things that you can really pay attention to and um, it is so interesting how for different singers the vibrato really changes I mean 
and it still sounds good. That's why I'm such a big fan of you finding your natural vibrato and not going about it too technically and not trying to do this, yeah, and then speed it up or something like that, but just to try to find where does it want to sit. Like everybody has a different speed of vibrato, but the main thing is you need a good, you, you need some good basic technique in order to make the vibrato come out. Now, maybe your vibrato wants to come out at the end. I see that a lot in my students. You, maybe your vibrato wants to come out toward the end and um, only when you relax your tone. A lot of times it is harder to have your vibrato actually come when you have a when you have a tone placed in a way that you know it's high and louder. It is usually harder, but that's when you need it a lot. So, but start with what you have and I say that about every aspect in your voice start with what you have build on your strengths build with just what if it, even if it's tiny what you have um, build on that and try not to fight your voice try to be friends and try to find where does it want to go I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would really love for you to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening on this, whether it's on iTunes or on Overcast, on Stitcher or on iHeartRadio, wherever you are listening. I would absolutely love for you to leave a review and a rating. It really helps others find this podcast and I hope to be as helpful as possible to as many people as possible out there. Also, I want to remind you one more time to join my Facebook group if you have not already. It's a private Facebook group, which means everything that is posted in there, everything that you participate in stays in the group. Nobody sees it. None of your friends can see what you've been posting and what discussions you've been part of. So it's a really great place. It's a safe zone to really experiment, to try out things. On Thursdays, I encourage everybody to post their own audios and videos, your recordings, your rehearsals, whatever it may be, to really get some feedback and to get encouragement from other singers. You can head over to Facebook and it's called Master Your Voice. I would love to see you there. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget, until next time, always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye for now. Oh.